Hello there, Alaskans, wherever you are. Welcome to the Must Read Alaska Show. Coming to you from somewhere in Alaska. This is the place where we talk about, you guessed it, Alaska. Where we keep the mainstream media on their toes and where we are standing up for what's right and a world run by leftists. You can find out more by heading over to mustreadalaska.com and also checking out the Must Read Alaska YouTube channel for some really great content. But first, let's get this party started. Well, welcome everybody to the Must Read Alaska show. I'm your host, John Quick, coming to you live from somewhere in Alaska. And we have not had a plethora of episodes this week because I went on an episode tangent. And I, I don't know, for about a month and a half or two months, we did something like 30 episodes, which is just a god-awful amount of episodes. Very blessed to be able to do that, but it takes a lot of work to do that amount of episodes in a very short amount of time. So um, we're taking a little bit of a snail's pace this week and probably next week. And uh, next week is very exciting. We have our 300th episode next mm-hmm. week. Suzanne and I will be on just chatting about um, the life of the podcast mm-hmm. and the ups and downs of the podcast. So that'll be very exciting. But without further ado, I have a very special guest today, Trish Neal, and she is uh, the president of the Alaska Association of Historical Preservation, which I think is a very important thing. It's oftentimes maybe one of the Um, last things that we think about uh, just during the day, right? We have soccer practices and hockey practices and trucking kids around to different schools and um, you name it. And and then preserving historical buildings maybe not be top of that list, but I do think it's very important that we we at least have a conversation Mm -hmm. about preserving our historical buildings because once they're gone, they're gone, folks. So Trish, welcome to the Must Read Alaska show. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for your invitation. I'm happy to be here. Well, I'm super excited you're here. So tell us a little bit about um, kind of, you know, 30,000 foot view of what is the Alaska Association of Historic Preservation and what is your role with them? Um, Alaska Association for Historic Preservation, we've been around um, 42 years. So we've got a long track record. Um, We've recently rebranded to Preservation Alaska. Um, it's less of a mouthful, um, and it speaks more to what we do and, and who we are. Um, a lot of uh, similar organizations across the country have, have um, gone to certain uh, their name to preservation something. Um, we're a 501c3 nonprofit. Um, we work with various organizations who may not be a nonprofit um, to help them with historic preservation projects. Um, we're currently the nonprofit umbrella. Uh, for Friends of Nike Site Summit, or FONS as they're called. Um, we recently worked with the Naknek Cannery History Project on that huge project that kind of grew from one little thing to a, a great exhibit at the State Museum. And we've worked with others, and we love working with others to help with historic preservation. And I'm the president of the organization. Nice. So, um, you know, my guess is you are... Uh, a big fan of preserving things here in Alaska, who you probably wouldn't be in your role that you are today. So why should we care about preserving our history? Um, you know, it seems like a no-brainer, right, for folks that care about this kind of stuff. But like I said before, a lot of people are busy. They got businesses they're running, that families that they're running. This is something that maybe they just, it's not that they don't necessarily care about it, but they're just not really thinking about it. Why is it important for you 
and, and your group that, you know, we preserve our history? Oh, I, I love history. And that goes along with historic buildings. Um, you know, I grew up loving history and doing uh, road trips to different places um, and visiting the historic places and learning more about, about the area. Um, I've even made trips to cemeteries to take pictures of grave sites for people who can't make it there and uh, shoot pictures and send them to them. So um, you, you've got to be crazy if you're, you're walking cemeteries. Um, but you can learn a lot from visiting historic sites. Um, uh, there's, and, and this state has so much history um, in it. Um, everywhere you go, there's you know something with Alaska history. And you know if you um, if you don't know where you've been, it's kind of hard to figure out where you're going. And not to mention that preserving history and historic buildings is good for the local economy. I mean, it creates jobs. Um, it brings people to the community. Um, they spend money. Um, it, so all in all, it, it's it's a good thing. So, um, you know, uh, what's unique about Alaska when it comes to history? I think that, you know, let's say if we are in, you know, Rhode Island or Vermont, you're you're kind of preserving history that is it, the the, the uh, fence around your block is very small as compared to Alaska. We have a very large state, obviously, that stretches almost the entire length of the United States and is almost as tall as the United States. So what, what is it about, what is unique about Alaska when it comes to trying to preserve our history? As you've, you know, you're the subject matter expert, one of them in the state, what's unique about it? <laughs> um, and that, that's a huge topic. I, I think um, it all depends on what you're interested in. Alaska Native history, the gold rushes, um, the Russian occupation and the churches that they founded, um, the fishing industry that brought Chinese, Japanese, and, and Filipino people um, to uh, to the canneries. Um, maybe it's the U.S. purchase of Alaska and the influx of government officials. I think I thought that was pretty interesting. That some of the officials that that ended up here were exiled here. They they didn't they didn't come on their own. <laughs> they were sent here to get rid of them. Um, you know it's. If you look at the number of books that on Alaska's history that are written uh, since the early 1800s, um, the state has always been an, a mysterious, faraway place that people dream about coming to visit, and you know, and that's still true today. Um, it's just, um, you know, we're uh, we definitely have an earlier, um, uh, a more recent history than the rest of the United States because you know it, the Pilgrims came clear back. You know, and discovering Alaska was was more recent than than that. So, um, you know, let's talk a little bit about some some practicalness because I think you know most people can get on board with yes, let's put stuff in some museums and let's you know make it accessible and <laughs> and you know when most people think about preserving stuff, they really think about museums. I would say you know the average person. But I think it goes a little deeper than that. So let's, you know, old buildings, totem poles, you know, some of these things in Alaska where we just, you know, we only have so many old buildings in Anchorage, for example. Um, why are those in particular important to preserve? Um, I, you know, I am the first to acknowledge that not everything, every building, um, totem pole, boat, whatever can be saved. Um, 
you know, there, there aren't, you know, a lot of miracles around, but I'm the first and we're the first ones to stand up for a building um, that we know can be saved um, and should be saved. And, um, and that's what hurts the most is that um, our inability to save, uh, save the building, um, save our treasures, um, because the owners don't have a vision and and no desire to spend the money to save the building. And unfortunately, we personally, as an organization, don't have the money that's needed to fight save the buildings. Um, you know, it, a lot of people equate that with a, a money issue um, rather than than saving saving a building. Um, if you look around the, the country, there's millions being spent on um, restoration of historic buildings. And, and, and granted, it's not done overnight. Um, it happens in phases, but many of those buildings are being renovated and repurposed um, and given new life. Um, rather than tearing it down and hauling it all to the landfill. So, and, and people appreciate that. They come to communities, you know, like Juneau, um, uh, Fairbanks, um, Skagway. I mean, look what, what they have done about restoring their, their historic buildings and created, um, you know, a destination. And, uh, you know, so that is good for the economy, uh, both for jobs and visitors coming to spend money and stay a while. Um, you know, uh, we have a, a great place here that just did a refurbished building with Skin Ramen, um, with their engineer and their architect and, and the contractor. They they repurposed the building into a beautiful place for the restaurant. And, you know, they chose to have a vision of um, restoration and repurposing rather than tearing it down and starting over. So what you're telling me is there's an opportunity for folks who maybe own some of these places around the state of Alaska, it's not like they become uh, walled off buildings that nobody can touch. There's people that are around the state that are um, able to turn these into lucrative businesses by way of preserving the building. Yeah, um, you know, there's different theaters that have been, been renovated and, and repurposed, um, you know, um, and like you say, once it's gone, it's gone. And there's, mm -hmm. you know, you can't, some people have suggested, well, we'll, we'll just rebuild it. And, you know, it's not the same. Um, it can look the same, but it's not the same. It doesn't have the history part of it. Um, you know, it, it took the demolition of Penn Station in New York City uh, for people to realize what they had just done. And that was kind of the start of the, the historic preservation movement way back then. And for Anchorage and Alaska, I think the demolition of Fourth Avenue Theater is our Penn State movement. And um, we we need to make sure that that doesn't happen again. Um, it gets, once it's gone, it's gone. And um, there, you know, it was a great building. And, uh, you know, and there's other great buildings around the state that need to be uh, be saved in, in some fashion, whether it's, you know, repurposing it or restoring it and using it for residential things like that and there's people probably all over the u.s that are doing this successfully and have some you know blueprints on how to go about this how to preserve a building how to still preserve it while making money yeah there's definitely a lot of different places across the country it's, it's a trend um you've got a, the trend now to be towards um multiple story uh, buildings is to create um you know living quarters upstairs and that is, you know, rather than building, um, you know, apartment buildings, that it's, 
it's restoring or renovating the upstairs. Um, sometimes it's a matter of getting, um, you know, an elevator or some way of getting people, moving people upstairs rather than all, just using all the stairs. That's been kind of a thing. And, you know, getting people to think more of living downtown than, um, than on the outskirts. So um, it, it's great trend of going across the country. Nice. So tell it. My my guess is you've um, you probably know a little bit about more about history than the average person here in Alaska. So share with me maybe one of your favorite historical moments or facts or stories about Alaska. Oh, um, my personal favorite is um, the woman from Minnesota who went to Wrangell, um, 1906, and bought a, a garnet mine um, at the mouth of the Stikine River. And went back to Minnesota and dazzled her friends um, with all these garnets and got them to invest in the, in the company. And uh, so they went on to become a, a lucrative um, garnet mine um, operation there, um, hauling garnets down to the river and shipping it south um, and making jewelry. Um, they were in um, at least two world fairs uh, with their garnets. Um, and the... the, the, the interesting thing about it was that no men were going to be allowed in that company um, but they did have men doing the work at the mine <laughs> um, but um, um, and Anna Durkee went on to become a mining woman in her own right and I spent almost almost 40 years researching women because it's hard to find um, information on in old newspapers unless you you were the axe murderer um, that I eventually found everybody. And uh, Pat Rappel, um, fellow historian and author, would chuckle because I was still on the trail. And um, um, she had given up because you just couldn't find the women. And it wasn't until one of her relatives actually found me online and let me know who, who it was and how to find some of the information that it took off. And um, that's why I still post stuff online to um, um, hopefully find more relatives. And I've actually met some of the relatives of these women. There nice. was all about 28 women altogether. So tell me about how somebody could, you know, you're going to get folks listening in and they're going to say, just that story was awesome. They want to hear more about that story. They want to maybe help you <laughs> in your preservation efforts or get involved in your organization. Tell me how somebody can find you um, and maybe what are some of the things that somebody could help out with uh, um, as an initial thing. Maybe you guys have a fundraiser coming up. Um, tell us all about it. Um, we're online. We have a website, alaskapreservation.org. Um, we also have a, a, a sister site called savingplacesalaska.com, which is where I post all of our historic preservation month um, information. And we'll be spending um, the entire month of May statewide celebrating Historic Preservation Month. It's, a, it's um, an event that, that goes across the country. You can find us on, on Facebook at Alaska Historic Preservation, or you can send us an email, akpreservation at gmail.com, or you can call us at 907-929-9870. And if you love history, uh, we'd love to talk to you about joining up. Uh, right now, we've got a call out for nominations for our 10 most endangered historic properties. So, and anyone can make that nomination. If uh, um, you have a building in your your 
community that you're concerned about, I'll let us know about it. And you do have some historical house museums, right, in Alaska. Tell us about those real quick. Yeah, um, we actually managed the Oscar Anderson house uh, for the for the muni, and uh, we've been doing that for over ten years now. And um, it's a it's a really cool place. Um, the Oscar Anderson family lived there. Um, it's set up to where it looks like they just left for run an errand and we're visiting. Um, and that's one of the few historic houses, but there's some in, in Juneau, there's some in Fairbanks. Um, and of course you've got the buildings in Skagway too. So I think there's, there's several that we are, uh, we're on, it's on the national register and it's also, um, the national trust designated, um, destination. So we have a little extra, uh, title. So Ain't nobody coming down to bulldoze that one. They'd be probably get in trouble if they did that. <laughs> well, the muni would be because the yeah. muni owns it. <laughs> well, I uh, anything, any last minute things before we head off here that you wanted to talk about? Um, no, not really. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm thrilled that um, we're doing the work that we we are doing. Um, it's. Uh, you know, it's my love and it's, it is a labor of love uh, that I live and breathe that. And um, I'm proud that we have, you know, a strong board um, to do that. But we need help. Um, it takes a lot of people to do this work. And um, we, you know, um, we're not getting any younger. So we need younger blood, like most organizations. Awesome. Well, I want to thank you so much for coming on the Must Read Alaska show. And conservatives that are listening, we should be the best stewards of history out there. We we went nuts when people were tearing down statues. So let's keep all those historical things in Alaska and not torn down. And so if you are, uh, if history is something that you're excited about, I want to encourage you to go look up the um, uh, on the website, I'll put the website in the description here. Go look up the stuff that this organization is doing. And if you can help out, you can help out. Trish, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. You're welcome back anytime. And uh, until next time, I'm John Quick from somewhere in Alaska. <laughs>